Hello, everyone. You're listening to Elisa Unfiltered Living Life Out Loud, the podcast. My name is Elisa curry and I'm here today speaking from the heart to inspire and motivate you to be your best self. There is so much more to life than the nine to five daily grind. And I want to share all of my secrets with you. So let's get started. here. And before we get started with today's podcast, which is huge, I just want to make sure that you've all gone and left a review for this show, Elisa Unfiltered, Living Life Out Loud. Leaving a rating and review will help other people find the show and helps spread the love and good vibes. Okay. Also, if you enjoy this podcast, screenshot it, share it on your IG and tag at Elisa curry I would love to share your photos and celebrate everyone who is supporting the show. Deal? Okay, great. So today I'm chatting with Ottawa's big, one of Ottawa's biggest YouTube stars, Joey Kidney. In fact, he's one of the biggest YouTube stars in Canada and he's growing so fast, I'm sure he'll take over the world. (laughs) The world of YouTube is fascinating to me. So when I met Joey for the first time and he was this super chill, down to earth, funny young man, I was actually taken aback a little bit. I'm not sure why I was expecting something else. I I think because in my own brain, I saw this guy with 700,000 YouTube followers, 71,000 followers on Twitter, and 117 on IG. And I assumed he was going to be this famous guy with attitude. (laughs) Well, Joey certainly does have a big personality. However, it comes packaged with authenticity, vulnerability, and his ability to relate to his fans through edgy, controversial, and hilarious content. Totally my kind of guy. He has a strong message about anxiety and depression and how to live each day happy. Well, I instantly loved him and I've learned a lot from him and that's why I've asked him on the show today. So without further ado, let's get started. Joey. Hi. Hi. How are you doing? Good. Welcome to my house. Thank you. I love it. (laughs) My glorious studio here. There's character. Yeah, thanks, man. Um, Well, thanks for coming on the show. Um, I brought you on the show for a couple of reasons. I think I I was trying to actually remember when you and I, when I met you first, and I think it was uh, during an Ottawa Red Blacks game, like a couple years ago, I was doing, we did this like influencer game and you came. I don't know if you remember that, but that was like my first Joey Kidney experience. And I was like, this kid's so nice. Everyone was like, oh my God, Joey Kidney's coming to this really? game yes we did we had like i don't know l mills came as well yeah i brought l oh, oh did you okay yeah. <laughs> okay fair enough okay yeah. and uh um i that's kind of when i after i left the game or after that experience was over i went and checked looked you up and i was like this kid is friggin awesome oh thank you yeah um and i was then, at that i was at that football game for 20 minutes were you yeah because i had to catch a flight right after it I drove to the airport right after that. I, f- I actually think I sort of remember that. But then yeah. we met again when, I don't know if you remember this, but we made pizzas. Mm-hmm. With at, Al. Yeah, again, at, at Lansdowne. That was yeah. so funny. Crust and crate. Yeah. I remember everything. Okay, you guys, your pizza was like... <laughs> Mine was awful. <laughs> that was so funny watching you guys make those. Okay, well, cool. So um, I've seen you a few times. I met you through Lansdowne. And again, when I like 
started looking you up, I was like, holy shit, this guy, you're a huge YouTuber. Um, that's like kind of what you're most known for. Yeah, I would say? say that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you have over seven, you have like, I checked this morning, you have like 725,000 uh, YouTube followers. That, honestly, it blows my mind. Like, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. I, I was like, I, I, I think when I met you, you were like, maybe you were maybe 200,000 two years ago. Does that make sense? Have you grown no, that much I must, in two no. years? I must've been at like, I was close, probably closer to like half. No. Okay. Yeah. It, I was like, oh my God, he has grown so much. This is amazing. And then on IG too, um, 117,000 followers. That's a lot of people watching you. Yeah. It's kind of scary. I mean, <laughs> I remember the moment where I was like, whoa, where I was like, the, the like, holy shit moment. You're like, yeah. okay, I have to watch what I post was when I hit 26,000 on, on everything. Okay. Because that's like the size of a hockey arena. And I grew up yep. playing hockey, and yep. then so and then I was like really able to like vision it, and it's yep. twenty six thousand people, and I was just like, whoa! If they were all in there at once, and I'm at center ice, that would blow my mind. And then last, I guess last year, I went to Wee Day in Toronto, yeah, and cool. I spoke in a hockey arena with over twenty six thousand people, and I was up there, and I was just like, it was blowing my mind, and like no one knew. But it was really cool. I loved it. I love that you just said that because I had a similar experience because last year, actually, when I hit 21,000 followers on Instagram, was around the Ottawa Red Blacks home opener, and they said it was an attendance of 21,000, and I was like, (gasps) they don't even know. (laughs) Oh my God, everyone is watching me. (laughs) It was so interesting. It's it's a really, really cool feeling. Okay, well, 700,000 YouTuber, um, and some of your... Actually, I want to get into your episodes a little bit later, but I just, I kind of, you, you mentioned it a little bit already, but what does that feel like for you? What does it feel like to have that audience? Like, um, it, <laughs> it's a, I don't, there's no, there's no, it's kind of like this undescribable feeling. There's sometimes, cause I think it changes. There's okay. sometimes where it feels like, like really, really pressuring where there's mm-hmm. a bunch of eyes on you and then there's sometimes where you're kind of feel alone and like you have no friends and then it's the best feeling ever because there's so many eyes on you and everyone's there and there's just like there's you've created this community and that's the way I think of it like I don't like that's why I don't know how many subscribers I have like I don't care okay um because they're just it's just a number there's a name behind that and that's what I care about so I care about like creating the community um And it took me a while to like understand that because when you're growing on YouTube and all these platforms and you're watching people grow and everything. And then if you're friends with any Instagram or any YouTuber, they're not really your friend, right? It's business. And I didn't realize that. And there's a lot of backstabbing and everything like that. And then now I rarely collab with people because I just, (laughs) I don't get along with a lot of people and it's really tough. But then I realized like I'm creating my own little community. So now I may not have a million like a lot of other people, but in my little community, I have like the strongest little family. So yeah. it's like, it's, it's just like this family feeling. It's, it's just comforting. I like that. You yeah. definitely have a very good or strong no like and trust factor is kind of what I call it in it the took, business It took world. a while to get, get it, but yeah. But you're so, one of the things, okay, so why I want you here today is your message. So how old are you? I'm 22. Okay. So I met you when you were 20, let's just say, probably like two years ago. Was it two years ago? Well, I th- well, it was in the summer, so maybe a year and a half I'm ago. Actually, okay. Um, 
And something that I've kind of transitioned to in my life, and I feel like I figured this out really late in life. Like I grew up really tunnel visioned with the uh, goal of being an Olympian. Um, I didn't really see the world for what it was, and I didn't really give a shit about anyone else except for myself. Yeah. And something that really like sparked this interest um, in you, I, I'm I'm probably one of I don't know what your fan base is like, but I'm 37 years old, and I'm I've follow you'd be you. surprised yeah okay because yeah. it's you have this like a this vision that not many young people have see when people say that i'm just like all right like i don't know what to talk about like because <laughs> i i don't know i guess it's just me growing up and like my mom's yeah. very wise my dad's very wise and i just experienced like it very the transition very young when i was mm-hmm. 16 years old i experienced like the the mental health transition i didn't know what it was and then right. i just i had to like if I didn't, I probably wouldn't be here. But you're so authentic with your feelings and your visions and your messages. Like a lot of people that are 20, 21 are kind of in the the following stage. Like they look up to people and try and be like them, which is not a bad thing at all. But then there's there's leaders and people setting the good example, which I believe you're in that category. Like there's there's there the world kind of needs more Joey kidneys in that sense <laughs> I think the world would burn if there was more Joey kidneys <laughs> no but like you take um everyday life and you show it in a super vulnerable way and you like make it real so everyone's like living all these real things and having these real experiences and let me tell you like some of the teenage stuff that you like talk about it happens your whole life and the, the messages that you're actually saying re- are relatable at any age, like at any stage. So I didn't realize that. When I started okay. making videos, I started making videos about mental health. And then I saw this like trend going on about making videos about girls, relationships, dating and stuff like that. So then yeah. I hopped onto that and didn't know that that was going to like create like this own little niche for me and my own little genre, which yeah. I hated. But You hated I, that. I hated that. Okay. Because then I was just stuck. I couldn't make a video about anything else. If it didn't involve a relationship. Okay, well, that's kind of funny because the first video I ever watched of you was called Five Cute Things Girls Do or something like that. And then I watched Five <laughs> Things Guys Notice and there's like millions of views on that. Yeah, that, that one's, I think that's so like, like my second. It's like five million views? Yeah. Oh, and I, I, okay. I really didn't like that. Like I neglected that okay. for so long. I was so embarrassed to talk about that. But then I moved into my apartment two years ago. And my neighbors are all like I'm the youngest person in my apartment. My neighbors are all thirty, and they're yeah. they're very like they're very young, but yeah. they're they're older. Yeah. And we would talk about the relationships. They would come to me for help. And then I'm I'm sitting there and I'm like, this is what people came to me with like in grade ten. Uh-huh. Like it's the same problem. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, it doesn't get better. This is awesome. <laughs> but well, they came to me with the same problem as somebody did when I was when they came to me in grade ten. And it just, that like blew my mind. When I realized Mm -hmm. that, I was like, whoa, this advice relates to everyone. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, when they see that title, they kind of like make fun of me at first, but I'm like, you're going to, you're going to watch this video in like five Mm -hmm. years, two years, or whenever you go through a breakup, you're going to go through one. Mm -hmm. It's inevitable. Like it's going to happen. Okay. So your YouTube channel has a lot of like edgy, controversial uh, (laughs) topics as well. Um, I do want to talk a little bit about like... Basically, you talk about everything from like anxiety, depression, struggles, breakups, love, uh, weight, body image. Yeah. Um, so there's nothing really off limits, which is uh, 
another thing that I really like about your show, there's a lot of diverse content. I, I don't like to call it content, but you like you show the diversity that is life. Um, but one of the like I guess probably most impactful ones that I watched was Boys Don't Cry. Ah. I don't do you do you do yeah. people talk about that one still? I love that. Yeah, I put a lot of work into that video. Yeah. Um there's about there, I mean, I had to get my friends come in. I, there was like an audio technique. There was a lot of people going in that video. And I was yeah. very scared to post it. Interesting. Um, that was probably... Like, I posted a video of like anxiety attacks. Like, I was not nervous to post that. Yeah. It was more like, when do I post it? This one, I was nervous to post. Um, just because the message itself... we, we <laughs> It's tough. Like, I don't know how to say this. This is where, like, you get hate. <laughs> um, it's tough when boys have feelings. Um Especially growing up, I was like this hockey boy. I grew up in the chain room, you know, and if you cry, you get made fun of. And then it's like everyone, ha, 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 laugh. And then it's you kind of like push the feelings back. You're like, yeah, this is funny. And then you go and you play your sports. Mm-hmm. And then now it's become if you cry, you're more feminine. And <laughs> then there's you're still kind of neglecting like the – and you're just pushing like the boys in the closet who were still crying in that chain room. You know, yeah. and you don't have to be feminine to cry. You can be anything. You can be, it's okay. It's a natural thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just really wanted to shine light on that and like boys feel things. Yeah. Because I feel like it's just, again, like everything just very feminine online right now, which is amazing. That's awesome. But I just, I just wanted to make sure like the boys out there, like the hardcore boys, you know, they're still, people are still looking out for them too. I wanted to, because you you made some very um, uh, thoughtful choice words, I think, within that video in the dialogue. I mean, I, I did make that video a little while ago, so you yeah. have to refresh No, no, idea. well, I, I, one of the things I, like, the title just Boys Don't Cry, I thought it, like, resonated with me a little bit because um, it applies to um, my vision of a man, so men don't cry. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So it was like, hmm, I wonder why he used the word boys don't cry. Sounded better. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing else. Yeah. yeah. It really does apply to like the whole, it, it, it even applies to females watching it too. Like I watched it and I was like really moved by it. Um, I, wa- I wanted, I wanted females to watch that video. Yeah. I mean, okay. I, people don't know this, but I make my, I don't make my videos for girls. Okay. Which I have a lot of girls in my audience. Like it's, sure. it's like sure. 80, 20, but I make them for the 16 year old boy that was sitting in his room that was too depressed to say anything. I make it for me. Yeah. And make them for boys. So it's um, like a, almost like a diary oh, for you? Have you ever seen How I Met Your Mother? Uh, you watch I, that show? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. I, that's, that's my YouTube channel. I make those okay. videos for me and my kids. I want my kid to know that if they're going through a heartbreak, they can go and go on like dad's YouTube channel, whatever. It's going to be cringy. Really cool. It's going to be cringy. <laughs> but that's okay. Like <laughs> their problem is going to, like there's an answer to it. I love that. Yeah. Okay, so with all of this stuff happening, uh, you, uh, you, how how many hours of a day do you work? Like, what's your typical day? Um, it's so it, it ranges. Okay, I'm probably the like the busiest person. Yeah, so um, you have a lot of things going on. You have the YouTube. You have your own podcast, which is the Happy Times podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a merchandise. Stay you. You yeah. do shows. Like there's so many things. Yeah, there's shows. There's music. There's music, there used yeah. to be two YouTube channels. There's the podcast. There's um, then there's just working with brands like Instagram yeah. and YouTube are just totally different things. Totally. It's it's 
it is tough and, and the shows are really really draining so there's a lot of stuff that goes into it each day mm-hmm. I do have a manager that helps me out so much and I've okay. had him for four years um, but every single day it's it, there's just no there's no nine to five it's right. 24 7 right. and a lot of people and I just I just got an assistant and I don't I don't use her too too much I only use her when I'm like I have like a big day coming but a lot of my friends are like, why? <laughs> like, what do you, you make YouTube videos? Like, oh, sick, buddy. Like, you know. And then I'm like, no, I put a lot more. Like, there's all there. I have like seven full time jobs. Yeah. When you think about it, and it's just and and there's also the book that's coming that I, that I've been like working cool. on, and that's like a lot of work. It's yeah. insane. And then for music, each each song or working with each artist is a whole different project. Mm-hmm. So it's just I need a whole different mindset for each person. So it's more. It's not necessarily like I don't get tired from working. I mm-hmm. get tired from being emotionally drained with mm-hmm. each person because I put my all into each project that I do and into each person that I work with mm-hmm. so at the end of it I'm just I, I'm really tired right now I'm exhausted <laughs> I'm exhausted from my show that I did um like two weeks ago or no we can half go like in Toronto you're in, in Toronto. Toronto yeah yeah that must be a really cool experience to have to be in a with a live audience like tell me a little bit about that it's so I had it, it's just amazing to have like this dream and this vision and it come to life. So I was on tour for three years, um, and I would travel every second weekend. And what do you do when you're on tour? So I'm gonna cut you off because I'm not. If people that don't know who you are, mm-hmm. what is your tour all about? Like, what's the so three the three model? years ago? Yeah. This tour was it was called Press Play, and there was about like Press twelve play. of us. There was twelve acts, and some would sing, some would just be me, and I can't sing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> amazing (laughs) so we would do we would mainly do like the mean greet and we would give we would give like fans of this experience of like just understanding that we're humans too and we would go like we would either like take them out to dinner we would go like play at an arcade we would just like do stuff whatever's in that city we would try to focus on and then we would do the show there's a meet and greet there's concerts we would play some games on stage just like i don't know your classic show cool um and then okay so i did that for three years okay Amazing. That was oh, that was a lot. That is a lot. It was a lot, and each yeah. show would pro- would have anywhere from like 150 to 700 people, depending on the city. And okay. then so we have to meet every single person. Okay. And then so and a lot of people don't understand when it how when I say something's emotionally draining, in meet and greets like when Justin Bieber canceled his meet and greet, he's like I don't want to meet anybody. Everyone like freaked out. That's mm-hmm. completely under- like I understand that mm-hmm. completely when mm-hmm. it comes to meeting people because say you get somebody who's crying come up to you and you're like okay I need to like support this person like I'm giving them my all blah 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 then you're like okay I'll talk to you later then your next friend comes up to you and they're all happy and you're like okay well switch and then they're like okay move on and then the next person comes up and they just don't want to talk and they're too shy to talk so then you have to talk for them you have to create a conversation so each person for say like the average is probably 400 people you have to do that for 400 people so that gets that gets really hard and what I wanted to do, so after that, I then on one, I went on a year break and I was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just going to focus on myself and really just like grow my own thing. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I started Stay You. And it's like <laughs> Stay You, whatever city it is, like Stay You, Ottawa, Stay You, Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, I wanted to create an environment where it's just comfortable for people to come and not necessarily, like you don't have to, I, I, my whole slogan is like Stay You. Mm-hmm. But if you want to come and you just want to like lounge, Mm-hmm. Or do you just want to like chill? Then you yeah. can come and do that. You can wear hoodies, sweats, whatever. There's no yeah. dress code, nothing. Yeah. And you come in, and I was like, I was really trying to figure out how I wanted to put together this show and like to make everyone feel comfortable. 
And I was like, I'm not going to be able to adapt to everyone. Mm-hmm. But these people watch me because they can hopefully relate to me. So what do I do every day? I drink coffee and I go to a coffee shop and I eat pasta. Like those are the, <laughs> those are like the two things. So what I do is I try to host it at a coffee shop okay. in whatever city. A lot of the times, which I'm very thankful for, it does sell out. And coffee yeah. shops are small, so I can't do it at yeah. coffee shops. So it's hard to find venues. But yeah. <laughs> I'm working yeah. on it. yeah. But basically, they come in and there's like different there's different like tickets and stuff because not I don't want everyone to feel like they have to do something, um, so they come in and then we can eat like we eat pasta together. We have a family dinner and I go around to everyone and I say hi and I talk to them like I'm their mom. Be like, you better eat that. Like I pay for that. You better eat that. <laughs> and I just like create this conversation, not just like, hi, I'm Joey. I love you. You want to take a picture? I'm not the person. No, I no, will no. never say that to, to anyone. I don't. I don't even care about the picture. Yeah. I want to know like how somebody's doing. Like, I want to create a conversation that's going to benefit both people. Mm-hmm. And then after that, then um, the show portion starts and more people come in. And in Toronto, we had um, about 130 people. And it was like, it was packed. And that, like, it doesn't sound like a lot, but it, it, it is a lot. And I don't want to have more than that. No, that's really intimate. It makes mm-hmm. the connections more authentic too. And you can really like... You can stay you. You can be yeah. yourself. You don't have to be like the showman or whatever the rule people take on when they're doing things I like this. I wanted to have less than that. Okay. I was I was really stumped when we sold out. We sold it in a day. Okay. And I was I didn't know where to go. I was very <laughs> set on only talking to like sixty people. Okay. Because well after the after the the pass and then we do a, like a little show and I had a I had a musical guest there, so he comes up. Then I had um, a guy named Andrew Quo, Elle Mills, and Kayla Nicholson, and they'll come up each time, and I'll do a little segment with them, and then yeah. there's a Q&A, and then I give, like, a little speech. And then after that, then they can go, and, like, they, they can... Everyone gets coffee. They can go, buy merch or whatever, and then they come and meet us. Mm-hmm. And then the reason why I wanted to only have 60 people is that I didn't really want to meet more than 60 people because mm-hmm. I know I'm going to be drained. I talk for, like... The show is, like... Three hours or something. Okay. okay. <laughs> I think okay. sometimes it goes long. Whatever. Um, but I'm I'm there. I'm setting it up. There's no one else, so I'm doing it all. Um, and so it's 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 a lot. So I'm go 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 for that entire weekend. And that show, I'm talking for I think like six hours straight. I'm talking like getting it all set up, blah blah blah. And then during the show, I'm the host and the perform. I'm just it all. Yeah, um, for sure. So there's there's a lot, and then I knew that I myself like I wanted to give them the best show they can and if I put if if, if it was I had to cap it out at a hundred and whatever it was yeah right because I wouldn't be able to meet everybody with the energy that I wanted to so so it's a lot well yeah but you you like I like I really like this actually I thought your show was like watching you on Instagram and your stories and stuff I didn't realize your show was like that I thought it was more of like a you on stage kind of with some, I, I had no idea what it was all about. So I'm, like, I'm trying to create a video to show people because a lot yeah. of people don't understand. Yeah, that's really cool, and I think it's different. My f- favorite thing about influencers or whatever we want to call personalities online, social people, um, is when they do things that are different. Um, so you're like a trendsetter. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I didn't really realize it, but nobody has a show like that. That is really cool. I don't think anybody has a show like that. I don't think everybody has thought of that. Pasta and coffee? Like, it's no. literally just a family dinner for me. That's so cool. So, like, you're evolving into sort of your own brand. Your brand is evolving mm-hmm. and uh, it's growing and you're adding more layers. Yeah. Well, like I said, like, I'm taking 
instead of like just trying to fit into the YouTube community, I made my own. And yeah. now I'm just expanding my own little community, which is awesome because like people are bringing their friends into it. Like it's a family situation. It's not yeah. like, oh my God, subscribe to me. I'm so funny. No one's doing that with my videos. No one's being like, oh, this guy has anxiety. Like, look how funny this is. No one's <laughs> passing it around in class, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They go to their best friend and say like, hey, I'm struggling. And I know like you might be having a hard time too. This person really helped me. I only go, I only get passed on to one person at a time. Rather than comedians, they get passed on to like groups of people. Right? Yeah. So the that's why the the word of ma- the word of mouth growth though is the most authentic. Like that's something that for me personally, when I'm growing my account, is mm-hmm. I I I focus on engagement. I focus on quality messaging. Not um, I'm not really like a salesy person. That's just where I am right now. Like I don't do a lot of ads which it's not a bad thing I just Mm -hmm. I really want to connect to people on like an emotional psychological level and make those I'd I'd prefer to make those connections too is what I'm saying and I I like that about you a lot um but how okay so with all these layers developing with the show with all the things like how does that how is that impacting your life like you said you're still exhausted and just to go on another little tangent here I understand the because you're a creative in many many ways you're an artist and people think that you know you pick up a paintbrush and you paint something and it just comes out of nowhere yeah maybe sometimes that happens but I believe that like artists are like constantly working there's always like a thought of what how you could like you're always thinking about how you can you, grow and be better. And when you mentioned why wasn't it men don't cry, you just yeah. gave me a whole video idea. Oh, really? Amazing. Yeah. I'm con- I'm constantly thinking. Constantly. It's never, it's never done. Yeah. So how is that, you know, you're building, you're evolving. How is that impacting you? Like my mental health? Um, yeah. Or your physical or your emotional. Like how is it? <laughs> Everything. How, how are you balancing all of this and staying you <laughs> um I, I, <laughs> i'm not cha- i'm not changing who i am so okay. i'm i'm all the content that i post is very me it's right. authentic because it's me it's vulnerable because it's me it goes viral because it's me and all yeah. those things kind of go together as one so me worrying about staying me i never have to because i never change that and i think so a lot how, of- i guess i guess how are you able to do that because you see people change when they like what makes you I don't want to say different but you are different like how do you I pay attention to the people around me okay when somebody comes to me with a problem I know when it's just bullshit right I know when they just want attention I I know we all have that friend that like comes and they they're constantly doing the same bad thing and then coming with the same question and then they're getting the same answer and a lot of and that's tough for people that took me a while to understand too um it's tough for people who are giving the answer. Like, say say you're going to a friend for help. Yeah. And you're constantly going with the same problem. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, she's just not getting it, blah, blah, blah. Well, she's giving you the same solution, so she's not doing any better. Right? So there's yeah. two people that are just doing the same thing over and over again. And when I see that, I'm like, oh, okay, well, there's the issue. So I'm literally just watching people make their their moves, and I'm applying that to my own, my own life. Mm-hmm. And so I'm <laughs> – I guess I just – I just live through people's struggles, as sad as that sounds. But then I have my own, obviously. And the way I do it is I just stay grounded. I stay humble. How do you do that? How do you stay grounded? 
I realized that money isn't shit. Okay. <laughs> it's really not. And I, and I watch, like I said, I watch people go through their lives and it's just like all my richest friends are the most depressed friends. Interesting. I don't, I don't care about getting money. I don't care about selling a happy hoodie and making however much I make off it. I care that whatever I make goes back into happy hoodies. And cool. so I can get more. I want to see everybody on the street having one. Yeah, yeah, I want to yeah. see that. I don't care about the, the income. If I can have food at my table and I can, you know, I can treat myself every now and then, I'm happy. And uh-huh. the reason, and if I can support my family and my friends, I'm the happiest person. Beyond that, I'm just there for other people and I'm there for me. Do you do any, like, um, do you like to take pause in your life? I'm a go, go, go person. I've always been ADHD. There's no stopping. (laughs) Okay. Um, So is there at any moment, do you take 30 seconds for yourself to take a breath? Yeah. But I feel like in that situation, I just feel like I'm unproductive and then I fall into a slump and that's when I get, um, sad. (laughs) So that's you, when I have a hard time. But I do, I started this year. So the reason why I started YouTube and stuff is because I was playing hockey and that was like my whole entire life. It was my dream job, everything. I had nothing else in mind. Okay. And then I got concussions and I broke my leg and broke my arm and everything like that. So then that stopped and I deleted okay. that. I was told I couldn't play, deleted it. And then I started this and I didn't play hockey for years. And then this year I was like, you know what? I'm going to play again. And I've never been happier. And when I'm on that ice, I'm the happiest person. That's my break time. And I'm, I'm like one of the boys again. As awful as that sounds. And uh-huh. I didn't know guy, like hockey guys were like douchebags or whatever. <laughs> until like now. Because I didn't, I didn't go through that phase. Uh-huh. Right? Of like uh, the university hockey guy. Uh-huh. And then so now I'm just like hearing like all my friends like talk about it. They're like, oh, I hate hockey guys. I'm like, yeah, I didn't play hockey my whole life. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> but... <laughs> And then now I realize it, but it's just like, it's so much fun. It's just, I'm able to be like a different version of myself. I'm still yeah. me, but yeah. I'm just like, there's so many different sides to people. And we feel like we have to be one thing. You you change. When people say, when it's like, when in a relationship, when the boyfriend and the girlfriend go out and it's like, they have to be the same with like the girlfriend's girls yeah. or the guy friends guy or boyfriend's guys. You know what I mean? I do. You're allowed to be different. Like, there's no way I'm going to be talking about what I talk about with my boys with the girls. <laughs> that's just not going to happen. I am different with every single person. Okay. That's fine. I, I, I agree. I, like, when you were speaking there, I, I was thinking I wanted to ask you, because you said you were one of the boys and you're back playing hockey, mm-hmm. but before, when, when hockey was over, one of my favorite subjects is uh, the ego, and... Uh, how we identify ourselves and how um, the ego loves to hold on to labels and we need to fall within certain categories. And um, something that happened to me growing up was I identified with the word Olympian. Yeah. So when I missed the Olympics, um, I was lost. I lost my identity like to the core. Yeah. Um, did you feel that way at all with hockey? Oh, it crushed my soul. Yeah. When I was 16 years old, I lost my dream job, and I made a video about that. And I've never really like told people, and people didn't really understand it. Yeah. But it was, and it was just a vision at that point. But I, you know, you're you're going for I, it. You're going for it. You're, you're putting it. Yeah. That's, that's all I had, and I called my mom, and I was having a breakdown when I was, I think it was only like it was last year. I had a massive breakdown, 
And because I was just gonna, I was just gonna quit YouTube, and I was like, I yeah. feel like I need a nine to five job, and I need to be steady. Because this is a tough uh, environment to to play ball <laughs> in. Like you don't like, you, I wake up unemployed every day. I make my own jobs. Interesting. Um, and I asked my mom, I was like, what did I do every day? Like, what was another thing that I did? Did I draw? Did I do anything? Because I lost like a little bit of memory from uh, the concussions and stuff. Yeah. And she was just like, all you did was play hockey. That's it. You'd wake up, hockey. Go to bed, hockey. Like, you're dreaming hockey. You slept with a hockey stick. Like, everything, hockey. And then one day you woke up and it was gone. Like, mm-hmm. I used to know every player's, like, stick tape. What stick they were using, what pants they wore, like, everything. And then I woke up one day and my dad was like, do you want to watch the game? And I was like, no. Who's playing? Gone. Everything gone. And I'm able to do that. I'm able to just, like, delete stuff from my mind. Which it crushed their souls. Yeah. You know, my parents, obviously, they put so much money into it. They put, like, their time into it, everything. And then next thing you know, their child can't play it anymore. Like, that put such a huge toll on my family. For sure. Yeah. That was tough. So with that learning, I'm sure there were some learnings there that you mm-hmm. probably have, well, you've dissected quite a bit of them, but there's probably still some learnings that will maybe reap uh, like present themselves differently in the future. So I want to say, like, if YouTube disappeared, it will. Let's just say it disappeared today. Okay. Like how? Um, how, how would you recover? feel about that? <laughs> um, how would that make you feel? I I don't I don't think about it like that. Okay. I I really don't. I mean, I'm just taking day by day, and at the end of at the end of it all, I I do have a brand. Yeah. And that's standing on its own feet, which is pretty cool. And I want to expand that more than anything. YouTube's, YouTube was the start of it all, but it's not going to be it's not going to be there at the end, which is very sad because mm-hmm. it's it's just going to be one of those things where Facebook grew up on people and yeah. it's and people grew up on Facebook and then they transition over to something new. Yeah. And the the important thing in this environment and being a content creator and everything is to change with the times and it's to flow with them. You see yeah. a lot of like these OG YouTubers are having these burnouts or whatever you want to call them. Yeah. The reason why is because they're not changing. They're still making the same videos that they made 10 years ago and they're like, why is nobody watching? Because they've seen it before. Yeah, you said grow up. That actually makes a lot of sense because yeah, I'm growing up every day just like you are. So, so I used to make these videos of like the relationships and stuff and yeah. people were like, oh, like I, I, people are coming back to my channel now. And a lot of people ask me like, how will I feel about only getting so many views? I'm okay with it. And I mean, I wasn't for a while, but the same people are watching Are you getting my less videos. views? Is that why? I've only been getting like 40,000 views for like the past like five years. Okay, Consistently okay, okay. though. Okay. Every, every single, every single video. And every now and then, once a year, one will pop off and get like a million. Okay. Which is great. But I mean, it's just like I still have this family. It's because girls grew up or guys grew up, whatever, grew up watching like my relationship videos in high school because they had trouble. Then now they're in university and they're dealing with stress. Now they're watching my channel again. Uh-huh. So they went away for a bit. They came back. So my my channel, people grow up with. I grew up with my audience. Mm-hmm. So they're they're just following me. We're mm-hmm. going through life together, and that's what I think is helping a lot of people. And now, kind of one of the things that I um, you address often is depression and anxiety. And yeah. you mentioned it. You uh, filmed uh, your anxiety attacks for a week straight. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and that um, was a very impactful for a lot of people, and it probably resonated, and it probably connected you to a million 
a million people, <laughs> literally. Yeah, I don't know how many it has now. Three something million. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Um, so. I feel bad though. Why? I feel bad about that video because that's my anxiety. Mm-hmm. That's not everyone else's. And I got a lot of comments on that video. And this is something that I couldn't stop. Okay. Um, I, I wanted to put that out. I wanted to be vulnerable. It was really, it helped me a lot. But I feel bad because I got a lot of comments saying, I watched this and I realized I have anxiety too. And I'm like, that's not the point of this video at all. But I can't change how somebody perceives a video. Sure. And that's that's just something I got over. Um, but I, I do I do feel bad about posting that video and having so many views. I didn't want to. I didn't expect it. I knew it was going to do well. I didn't expect that many views. I see that to be an insightful reaction. Like people, like bringing awareness to, I I speak a lot about awareness and having it and whether you're aware of what's happening in your life. Like people just like, like have the tunnel vision and they go about their day and they have no idea why they feel a certain way Mm -hmm. and why their reactions are the way that they are and, I don't know if, if someone watches you and says, you know, wow, I have anxiety too. That's positive to me. Like that's a great first step. That's like, for sure. Um, my, my biggest worry about, and the reason why I took so long to talk about, uh, like I've always talked about mental health, yeah. even in like the, the 10 things girls do. I've always yeah. like hidden it in there. Yeah. Um, and I was very scared to talk about it just straight up. I feel my anxiety attacks were I was terrified to, talk about that because I'm not licensed and you know there's some doctor watching this and they're going to be like this son of a actually the term was this and so (laughs) whenever oh my god I I hate it so every single time I make a video or or I type everything I'm very open I I will say hey I'm not licensed these are just my own experience and my opinions are my experiences if you Mm -hmm. have anything like to post in this video if you know stuff post in the comments Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like it when people are like, oh, you're wrong. Okay. That doesn't matter. <laughs> give the, give the people what the information that they need. I just started this new series called Let's Get Uncomfortable. And okay. it's about everything. They really want to talk about like sexual stuff. Not my favorite thing, mm-hmm. but it's opening the conversation. And that's the, that's the thing that people aren't getting. I'm not saying I know everything. I don't. There's no one that does. There's people that know certain things about whatever in different categories. Mm-hmm. I'm just bringing light to a conversation because no one else is doing it. And the way you do it, though, is very, it's very um, engaging. Like, you bring the people into the conversation. It's not, I, I kind of get bored and annoyed with, some people are very smart, and they've had amazing experiences, and they can share their experiences, but it's kind of like in a preachy way, and, uh, like, you ask people, what's your most uncomfortable? Like, what makes you the most uncomfortable here? Or what makes... what is? Do you know why I do that, though? Why? So well, It probably helps you with content. I can feel comfortable. Okay. Because, have you ever seen the show uh, Sex Education? No. On Netflix? Watch it. It's yeah? so okay. good. And okay. it, it's the most uncomfortable thing, but yeah? yet comforting. Really? Ever. Because, I mean, growing up, I... My mom's a nurse. Okay. And that's a scary thing to grow up with, because... <laughs> She would talk about testicles at the dinner table all the time. And you're just like, oh my God, what's happening? (laughs) And I was, then I was like, there was also like that. Then I don't know. It developed like this thing where I didn't want to talk to my mom because she already knew everything and she probably already knows what's happening. So I want to talk to somebody else. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of stuff and your body's changing, puberty and everything like that. And I don't know everything. I still don't know everything. Mm -hmm. And my mom, she, she's very honest. She's like, I don't know. Ask somebody else. Ask a doctor. I'm a nurse. (laughs) And there's a lot of things like that. Um, But there's a lot of people who just... 
who don't know things. Mm-hmm. And it blows my mind sometimes because like then they submit it and I'm like, whoa, I'm not the only one. So it makes it helps me too. Okay. And that's why I do it. I create this conversation to tell people like this is a comfortable thing. So when you ask a question, do you get like a bajillion answers to it? Or I'm, does it vary? For like when I say, hey, send me your let's get uncomfortables. Yeah. Um, I will usually get uh, a you, couple thousand. So you'll be like, I want to talk about breakups. Who's been in a bad breakup? Go. And like, do you get thousands of, you get thousands. Yeah. And so how do you cycle through all of that? Because that's so much time. Like I will post something controversial. I have like one fifth of your following on Instagram Mm -hmm. or a sixth. And like sometimes I'm sitting there for an hour just like, and I'm not even close to responding to everyone. In the nicest way possible, don't do that to yourself. Really? Yeah, you can't. Think, like you just said it, like you're spending hours. Uh-huh. Is that is that beneficial in any way? I don't know. I feel like I want, I like those connections though. Like people are genuinely like sharing their thoughts with me and I'm asking them to. So like, I guess at one point it's just too much. It, like, it, it gets to too much and then you yeah. have to put your own mental health in, in first yeah. at that point. Because I, so I get my assistant to go through some. Okay. And so I don't know the questions as I'm reading them. So okay. when I'm making those videos, I'm reading it for the first time, and I'm like, "Jesus Christ, <laughs> okay." <laughs> so like, that's I've my seen you. I've reaction. seen you have those reactions, and I'm like, "Oh my god, this is freaking amazing." Yeah. So I don't, I don't go through them myself. I have my okay. assistant pick them, uh, and that's literally just for my own mental health reasons. Okay. And like my, I used to, like I used to have a PO box, and I okay. would get so many letters of like handwritten letters hand pages and pages really and pages. i would get essays interesting it, a lot of people I, I would read a lot of them but i still have some that are unread because i just can't put my i have to invest myself into it okay uh, um a three-page letter or whatever talking about how somebody went through abuse or an abusive relationship or for sure it's heavy. and it's just it's really really heavy and i just yeah. can't do that to myself at that time and it's nothing against them. Mm-hmm. There, it's a it's a letter to me at this point. I don't know who it is. I don't know anything, um, but it is. It's very. Um, it's a lot. So you talk about mental health um, mm-hmm. a lot, and um, even this engagement conversation, it does bring in that you know you're relating to people. Do you um, do you talk to someone? Do you have like a counselor or a therapist or what's your uh, Outlet. So when I was 16, um, that's when I got diagnosed with whatever, everything in the book. I, okay. Like it's, I'm still like, I still don't really remember everything that happened because I was on so much medication at the time for my head and everything like that. For concussions you mean? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I was taking like 30 pills and vitamins a day. Eesh. It was a lot. Eesh. Because they didn't know. You're 16. Wow. Yeah. They didn't know what was happening. So yeah. <laughs> I can take like 10 pills at a time. It's crazy. <laughs> it's it's not a bad thing it was was like it was just like vitamins and stuff yeah it was all like healthy stuff um but uh so then that's when i (laughs) a lot of stuff happened that's when the depression came in the anxiety came in or like came to light it it was definitely always there um but it, it came to light and then that's when i started seeing a lot of people um and then i got a lot better and then i started making videos and i started becoming my own little therapist. And that's definitely not something I recommend to anybody. Mm-hmm. But when I was giving advice to people, it was this therapeutic thing because I wasn't just answering them, I was answering myself. Because mm-hmm. I've definitely had a lot of these questions, like questions for myself. Mm-hmm. When I, I pick a question because I can relate to it, mm-hmm. right? Otherwise, I wouldn't know the answer. 
Mm-hmm. So I was kind of answering it for myself. And then I was always the person who nobody asks me how I'm doing, which is Interesting. weird. No one asks me, like, how are you? And then the classic, like, good you. No one goes past that for me. Um, because then they just dive into their problems and then they ask me and then I help them. My entire friend group, I'm helping people. Uh-huh. And, th- and that's uh-huh. definitely okay. But then this, I actually, I'm making a video about this. Because I called my mom last week and I said, Mom, this was after my show because I was just drained. And I want to talk about, like, I want to talk to a therapist. And I told her, and I was like, I want to go see somebody, blah, blah. And she's like, Are you okay? And I was like, Yeah, I'm fine. Like, I just want to start talking to somebody again. She's like, mm-hmm. All right, well, do, do, should we worry? And I'm like, You should always worry. You're 100%. But <laughs> I'm fine right now. I just really want to talk to somebody. Like, I feel like it's a therapeutic thing. I think it's a great thing to do. Mm-hmm. And I want, to, I want to do it. And then I emailed, I actually emailed, like, the Youth Service Bureau. Mm-hmm. They never applied. <laughs> so I'm like sitting here like, how do you get one of these damn things? Because that's where I went when I was when I was 16. I went. They recommended to me. Okay. And it was, it was great. Um, I would definitely go back to that. But apparently I can't. Well, I mean, I, I speak to a couple of people. I have like uh, some support. And it's not for my – it's just for life in general. Like just to have someone to talk to that isn't – wanting something from you um so yeah so do you feel supported like do you have a good support system behind you um no 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 okay uh i'm my own support system like that mirror is my support system okay um and so it's and you know you could have like i have a manager who tells me and there's times when i go through a slump when i'm working on so many projects so it's very easy to get distracted Mm -hmm. and i'm like what do you want me to do today he's like well, you should be doing this. You should be doing that. You should be doing this. I'm like, whoa. And then I get so distra- I just like get overwhelmed and I can't, I can't do it. Then I take my own little break. Um, so it's just like, that's the cycle every day. Um, mm-hmm. so it's, it's important to create a routine for yourself. I think the healthiest people are the routine people. And you also like said something, I don't know if I can remember it exactly. Just two seconds ago. <laughs> Let's rewind and listen, <laughs> um, about how you find the answer something like popped into my brain when you were saying that it's like it's kind of like a um of an alley that I've been experiencing personally where I know the answer it's like I know the answers to my problems like an instinct or like you're listening to your inner self or something and you know the answer and for many years I would like push that voice down and now I like really hear it loud and clear so when you said that I was like oh my god and when I was 22 I wish that I was able to connect to that to that pattern or that flow of life what's the rush though why did you need to know that at 22 there's no there's no there's no rush to know stuff you know I I guess you're right and it's made me who I am today and I've evolved into the person I am I will I will never know what you know right now I will never be able to grasp yeah, that. You're fair like that's, enough. That's your own life situation. And you won't able to be, like understand mine because it's mine. And that's yeah. how I can give advice. And you yeah. can give advice on totally different things. I can't tell an Olympian advice on anything. I've yeah. never been there. I can't relate to it. I have no experience. Yeah. My opinion is invalid. You well, have one. You know what I, you know what I mean? I though? know, but just tapping into your instincts is yeah. like so great. And like you're... I think that shows through your topics, through your language, through your personality, through all of the things, through how you represent yourself as a brand, through... Do you know how I give advice? How? 
<laughs> when somebody asks me a question, I use um, words from their question. When they tell me a story and they're telling a story about a breakup or whatever, I take the words that they've said and I repeat it back to them in just a different format. And so I know that they're going to understand it. You, you could go see a doctor and they're going to say words that you just have no, no idea, idea. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. they're saying. You're like, they're like, okay, yeah, yeah, cancer? Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. you're, you're going crazy. But the way I answer people's questions is I use their question. I use, and it's the same thing I do with humor. Like, I'll relate, if we're talking for an hour, I'm going to, in order, I know how to make anybody laugh. And the reason why is because I use something that they, we were already talking about. So I know they're going to relate to it. I know they're going to understand what we were just talking about. Uh-huh. And so then if I, if I walk in and I say like a joke of like, oh, two people walk into a bar, like, you know, that's that, you don't know if someone's going to laugh at that. But if I say something about whatever we've been talking about, uh-huh. I know that you're going to be able to relate to it. And I know I'm going to grab your attention and then you're more likely to laugh. And it's the same thing with giving advice. I know you're going to be able to understand this because you just talked about it. Right. I like that. <laughs> Thank you. I never thought of that before. I I do actually your choice of words is definitely one of the one of the things that I really <laughs> like about you. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, so um I want to talk about one of your other YouTube videos that I saw t- I, I don't remember how long ago you posted this, but I think it wasn't too long ago, which was they fake mental health. Yes. So talk about that one. <laughs> this is the one I'm not supposed to talk about. Oh, why? Um, yeah, no. Uh, I it is lost... kind of controversial. But... Very. Yeah. But I was seeing people that just... Anxiety became a trend um, on YouTube. I posted the, the let's uh, I film my anxiety attacks for a week video. And yeah. then I started noticing all my friends post it. And I was like, okay, no. Like, what are you doing? And they would just be like, they would just use it as like a title. Right. And stuff. And they would just be a Q&A. And then they would make a joke about anxiety. They would they would say, like, oh my God, that gives me so much anxiety. Like, that that sentence right there. Yeah. I know. I know. Somebody going through anxiety wouldn't even be able to say that sentence if it was happening. Yeah. They would, they would have, like, the inner or outer freak out, however they do it. And, you know, it would freak them out. They wouldn't be like, oh my God, like, that gives me so much anxiety. Like, yeah. that pisses me off. And yeah. watching... Watching people do that online and make all these videos about it really, really got me mad. And it, yeah. I, I had to say something about it. And you would, like, the, the first impact was um, a lot of people were like, whoa, you're judging. Blah, blah, blah. Hell yeah, I'm judging. 100%. We always judge. Like, <laughs> shut up if you don't. Like, you're doing that. You're judging me for judging people. Like, it's just constant. It is but, in our but human then the, then the, yeah, exactly. Yeah. In three seconds, I can tell I can tell somebody if I like them or not. Yeah. Three seconds. Now, then after a while when that video was posted, then people started coming in and being like, yeah, it makes me so mad that these YouTubers are doing it too because I, I deal with this a lot. And then I know that just like I know their, their reaction they're, when they're talking about it and stuff, they're not giving any insight on it at all or any information. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying I, I can't even give you like a definition of anxiety. Because mine, I only go from my experiences. I, I've honestly, I've never even looked it up, you know. <laughs> and that—that's—I've gone to the doctor, I've gotten all that crap, and then mm-hmm. I've just like had my own experiences. I can't give you the Webster di- dictionary definition because mm-hmm. that's just—and if somebody does, <sighs> mm-hmm. then that's something to worry about. I think that's something like, why do you know that? Like, give me your own experience. 
And so mm-hmm. I really just wanted to shine light on it. I'm just, you know, people are really, really dealing with this. People are dealing a lot with this. And to make just money off it yeah. is, I don't know, beyond me. Okay, so when I watched that, I was thinking to myself, you know, um, one of the one of the things I, I speak about often is, is suffering and mm-hmm. um, um, anxiety is a form of suffering in my opinion. So as, as is depression yeah. um, and how our egos are often, um, they, they make us believe that we're the only ones who feel this way. And in that regard, we are all different. Yeah. Okay. But really we are all the same in our suffering so I kind of, when I watch that video, I was like, this is really great because, you know, I relate to it too. And I, even though you were kind of talking about fake, it, it was very, it was a very cool thing to, uh, or a neat way to show authentic. Yeah. Your I mean, I wasn't saying feel- that people don't have anxiety. No, I you was weren't. saying, no. be real about be it. Be real about it. And that is like, yeah. that was really powerful. I really, really liked that one. Thank you. A um, lot of that, that one was very scary. A lot of... Um, a lot of like my management contact me and be like, um, what? <laughs> uh, this is like, no, let's do a happy, fun, go lucky Joey on YouTube. And I'm like, nope. No. <laughs> They're like, do you want to take it down? I'm like, nope. Yeah. Oh, that's staying up. You got it. You, I think it's really important. I just posted, uh, the other day about I'm in a low right now myself. I just went on an amazing trip and mm-hmm. I'm coming back off of it, off this amazing high and I'm my, the pendulum of life is swinging so low right now. And yeah. I'm, I'm like, what the freaking hell do I do with this? And that, that ha- I used to travel a lot. I get that. Yeah. You have to take, like, that's probably going to take you a week to get back to normal. <laughs> or, or more, who or knows, more. who knows, but it's like, it's cool. Um, that there are people out there that like positive influencers mm-hmm. out there that can like, you know, you can relate to cause we are all the same. Hundred yeah. percent. W- people don't understand when we're watching a movie. Why is the movie so like relatable and stuff? It's because yeah. they're talking about. It's like a, why rom com is so popular because yeah. we're all going through the exact same thing, <laughs> and it's just like yeah. the number one we number one way we relate to people is pain. Okay. You can tell me if you tell me a sad story. If you tell me a positive story, I'm gonna be like, okay, that's great, good for you. If you tell me something sad, I'm like, I go through that too. Yeah, and then you, know? you t- tell your story. Because and a positive, you yeah. positive to people feels like we're bragging hmm. a, a lot. And then there's also the way to brag negatively a lot of time. And I used to do it growing up because um, I always wanted to, I wanted people to feel bad for me growing it, up a lot of the time. I Okay, I love that. I Why? I don't know. Yeah. It so, was, it was that, that it, it like, <laughs> it, I was so hungry for it. Yeah, it was like an attention sort of thing. Like, if, do yeah, you, yeah. If somebody was like, if somebody came to me and was like, "Yeah, I have the flu," I'd be like, "Yeah, I broke my arm," and I would lie. I was the biggest liar growing up. Okay. Um, I would lie about anything. I would like break something, and my mom would be like, "Did you just break that?" I'd be like, no, just felt. She watched me do it. Like I would lie, and then now I realize, and it took me a while to realize that being honest and not lying and telling the truth is the strongest thing you can do. Yes. You will never yes. you will never be wrong if you tell the truth. Yeah, and it mm-hmm. like it doesn't matter. Yeah. You, exactly. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like as long as you're true to yourself, you can't like you're doing your best in that regard. Like 
I love that so much, being true to yourself. Yeah, so good. Okay, <laughs> sweet. I want to talk about one sort of last little thing here. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know why I wrote this question down, but the question just reads, do you believe failure matters? Yes, 100%. How are you supposed to succeed if you're going to fail? But why do you believe it matters? Take the people that have the up, up, up life. Like, just go constantly up. Okay, can I just interject there? Yeah. I do see a lot of people on the up, 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 but I I think it's bullshit because, like, the people that are up, 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 in my view or my perspective, are also facing adversity in 100%. that climb. Like, it's not, like, they're failing and succeeding. It's just my... But that's the point. Okay. Right? They're failing and right. succeeding. And the reason why they're still going up is because they're failing and succeeding. How, you're never, ever going to learn if you're always winning. Right. A hundred, like you will never learn. Even the best, like boxers or whatever, they have to either get hit or lose one fight in order to understand. Like I did this wrong, okay, that means I'm gonna counter with this. Mm-hmm. There's always a counteract for everything. And if I, I mean, put it this way: if I didn't get injured, and if I didn't stop playing hockey, I wouldn't be doing. I wouldn't be sitting on this podcast right now. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be anywhere where I am. You know, and there's 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 so many times in life, and it's just like it's that classic like close one door open a new one like it's it's that that is exactly it and we're all on these paths and i feel like a lot of people are very like scared of this path situation yeah and it's people don't understand it's going twists and turns it's a freaking one of those like highways in like texas that you don't understand that are just like going all over the place and sometimes there's like construction on that roadway yeah you know And, and it's gonna slow you down yeah but then when that construction clears up, holy shit, you got you got a tank full of gas and you're ready to go, uh-huh. you know? And then next thing you know, you're going to run out of gas and you got to fill up again. And that's fine. Yeah. It's a learning curve. It is. So, um, okay, that just like sparked five million other questions. However, <laughs> I'll like hone it into to this one. Like um, one of the challenges that I face within myself and my mm. own ego is I project myself into the future. So I'm not in the moment. So I'm always like I am a future person, which I realize is my ego just um, wanting something that is not right now. And uh, I'm just curious to know, like, are, do you do that? Do you, are you in the past? Like, do you live in the past? Like what you did or do so, you project yourself? Or? <laughs> my biggest speech at my shows is called What's the Rush? What's the Rush? And okay. it's the point of like, say, you know, when Drake says zero, uh, start from the bottom down here, zero yeah. to 100 real quick. Yeah. Don't do that. Okay. Go to zero to one. Take it slow. Go step by step. Learn. And I guarantee you, you will be stronger than going zero to 100. If I tell you, you, no training, if I tell you to run a marathon tomorrow, could you do it? You know what? Probably. You could probably give it a good go. Mm -hmm. You're going to be dead for the next like three days? Week? Yeah. But if I tell you (laughs) to train and you go, all right, I'm going to start with 5K, then 10K, whatever, and you work your way up, you're going to run that marathon 10 times faster than you would with no training. Mm-hmm. So it's working on it. And there's literally no rush. What is the rush to be happy? What's the rush to be sad? What's the rush to have a million dollars, $10 million? Like, what is? what are you rushing? Mm-hmm. Why are you rushing it? You're dying. Like, you're, like, sorry to, like, ruin the plan <laughs> in 80 years, but you're, you are dying. Mm-hmm. There is no tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Right? There's no future right now. There is nothing. And you have to make it to tomorrow. So if yes, <laughs> yes. this is amazing. That, that's that's just my mindset. A lot of like my mom, she was always like, "Well, what's your plan B?" And I was like, "I don't know, I don't know what I'm doing tomorrow. I have no idea." 
I love it. Okay, so you're wearing a happy hoodie right now. Yeah. You got the happy hoodie merchandise, and you got mugs, and you got I candles, got everything. and you got a whole bunch of cool stuff. Um, we kind of touched on this like two seconds ago, um, but I want to know what is positive in your life right now. Just to like <laughs> close it off, something positive. <laughs> um, I mean, my whole everyone, everyone is so scared that I talk about a lot of negative things, but it's really fulfilling for me to mm-hmm. understand all that stuff. Um, I think the most positive thing is, uh, and it's probably the best for my mental health, is changing your environment. A lot of people like find themselves in this slump, right? So changing your environment really, really helps for that. Whether it's like going to an office every day or like going to work at a coffee shop new and every day. Uh, I'm moving at, mm-hmm. like in a week. Are you staying in Ottawa? Yeah, I'm moving, okay. I'm moving down the street. Okay. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. But, and I'm very excited to just change i love it i love okay. change so that's probably the most positive thing in my life right now um and i know it's so simple and silly but there's another thing but i can't tell anybody there's a lot of stuff okay cool but even just saying that your like whole stature changed and your energy that was mm-hmm. like awesome so like there's a lot of stuff happening i'm very excited and i cool. just can't wait to like show people and i hate being like one of those people who are, like every celebrity be like yeah we got a lot of stuff in the works you know and I, I do and i constantly do i have to yeah 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 <laughs> for sure okay yeah. so where can people find you <laughs> my address <laughs> <laughs> no, no. no I mean like how people listening right now yeah. um, your socials just, and socials, everything all yeah. the socials all just my socials Google, are just... Joey Kidney they're all the same no one had that username so at Joey Kidney like on everything YouTube Twitter and Instagram and then okay. my podcast is just called The Happy Times and then stay you. Stayu.ca is all my merchandise and everything. And then the shows will pop up on there. There's shows everywhere. Okay. Well, not everywhere. <laughs> Next yeah. one's probably going to be New York and then like Montreal and stuff like that. But okay, that's kind cool. of everything. I'm really bad at promoting myself. I don't I, think so. I think you're, well, you don't, you don't need to really, like you're so authentic. If people, it just if people like are works. listening to this and they want to find whoever is talking, they can definitely do it. So, okay, yeah. cool. It might be a little bit of a different audience than what you're used to, but I think that my, right. the people that listen to my podcast would be really into it well thank it. you for listening and thanks for having me yeah thank you so much for coming in this hey, was awesome thank you. okay ciao bye okay that was so cool <laughs> so much fun joey i want to thank you once again for coming on the show i'll be watching you on youtube and following you on ig for sure i love your stories by the way If you enjoyed this podcast, again, please head over to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Thank you all so much for listening. Have the best day, everyone. Until next time.